Hard Truth, and Tony Schaefer, powered by Six Hour Never Settle. Uh, I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. The best is Six Hour. I recommend you do the same thing. Never settle. Carry Six Hour. We are on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Also available on the America Out Loud Podcast Network. Check us out. Project Sentinel, ProjectSentinel.net, and the London Center for Policy Research, LondonCenter.org. We are on every known social media site on the planet, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're here to educate and entertain. And without further ado, our guest this week is Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi, welcome to The Hard Truth. Today, we're going to be talking about his uh, book, How the Coming Global Crash Will Create Historic Gold, uh, Create a Historic Gold Rush. So, Jerry, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tony. Always good to be back with you. Thank you. So um, I, I know our talks are always entertaining, draw a lot of interest, uh, get a lot of good feedback and uh, participation. Uh, you and I have had a uh, unique role, I think, in being an annoyance to those in charge. Would that, would that be an accurate representation? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's actually an understatement, <laughs> I, 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 you know, dr- drastically understated. So I think it's, it's one of those things that I think we both bear that cross proudly and, and enjoy and admire each other for, for, the, for, the, for the work we've done. But today, uh, so much of what you and I work on in parallel, by the way, I mean, I, we don't. We, oh, yes, very much so. We uh, kind of have our own independent sources. We come from these things independently, but come to the uh, almost the exact same conclusions consistently. Mm-hmm. And so one of them is, is obviously the economic challenges we're now facing right now. And I think I talk to a lot of folks I deal with, you know, I, I live in a r- rural part of North Carolina. Actually, I serve a, on a number of, of, of boards and things for the county. Uh, man, it, it, people are under huge stress. Uh, I, you know, and, and, and ironically, at the time we're taping this, uh, quid pro quo Joe Biden, by the way, quid pro quo was his nickname in the Senate. There's, there's a hint about who he was mm-hmm. before he became president. Quid pro quo Joe Biden is actually in Chicago at the old post office announcing what an amazing job he's done uh, shepherding the economy, which we all know is like, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, so let's talk about uh, what the reality is based on the fact that I don't think Joe has any good eco- economic news to run on yet. He's going to do it anyway. What is the reality here, Jerry, we should be looking at? Well, the reality is that the a global crash has already started. Yeah. We're, we're, it's not about to start. It has started. And uh, you, you see first signs of it in the banks that have failed, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, for instance. And what's building is a tremendous debt crisis, very similar to what we had in 2008 and 2009, mm-hmm. when the subprime research crashed, uh, the, all that real estate crashed. And now you've got commercial real estate across the country that is 30, 40% vacant. The buildings have to be uh, devalued because they don't have the revenue they were anticipated to have. So when it comes time to refinance them and there's coming up uh, $1.5 trillion of commercial real estate refinancing, a lot of these banks are going to be bankrupt because the buildings will be bankrupt. The banks will have to take the loan, the loss on the loans. That's going to hurt their assets. They won't have the proper asset uh, to, uh, you know, liabilities ratios that they need to stay in business. Right. And we're going to see, especially commercial banks that are in regional and community banks, which finance a lot of commercial real estate, are going to get badly hit. We also have 
a, a crisis in the home market because right now interest rates are 7% for a 30-year fixed mortgage, which are yeah. exceptionally high. And uh, Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve says that we are going into two more, at least two more inc- interest rate increases this year. Wow. Now that means that they are not controlling inflation. Right. And, and with our national deficit debt, debt now at $33 trillion and climbing every second with the Congress deciding, well, we, we just won't have a debt limit for two years. Uh, this is going to be a crisis in uh, fiat currency that is going to come crashing down. And when it does, it's going to be extremely painful. It's, it's, it is a, a determined crisis. It's set up to cry. It de- it's deliberate. Right. Every action taken here has been taken in order to crash the economy. None of this has to happen. And it combines what happened in 2008 and 2009, what happened in the 1970s, because then we had an OPEC oil embargo, we had an energy crisis, and we had the first stagflation, stagnant economy and inflation. We're, we're combining, we, we have both an energy crisis today with the Green New Deal demanding we don't use hydrocarbon fuels. We have to use all these more expensive and less reliable solar, wind, battery, and more expensive by far. And then we also have the real estate crisis that caused the 2008-2009. It's a double whammy. And I'm telling people that there are going to be massive unemployments already started. Cities like San Francisco, which are failed cities, uh, overrun with crime and homelessness, drugs, dangerous, with uh, businesses pulling out and businesses leaving commercial real estate buildings that are going to go bankrupt. Uh, all kinds of businesses closing in San Francisco because no right. one wants to go downtown. We're in a a downward cycle, a downward loop that one factor is going to make the next one worse. And it's going to be, it, it, this is, it's baked into the system. It's going to happen. It's not pre- preventable any longer. Yeah, no, I, I uh, as you know, I was a big a, a friends with Jerry Doyle, uh, who was a right. radio talk guy and an actor. And uh, he was a star of Babylon 5, a great series. One of the characters of Vorlon, Ambassador Kosh, uh, was presented with a question about can the coming fall of, the, of, the, of that universe be prevented? And his quote was, no, uh, the avalanche has started and it's too late for the pebbles to vote. Well, that's the problem. And, you know, the, 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 the dynamics that are already in place are now going to play out. Yeah, and, and and when they do, they're going to cascade into compounding problems. So yep. that once the commercial real estate and homes begin to go bankrupt, being abandoned, Hilton in San Francisco just walked away from its loan, yeah. just quit paying, defaulted, and and that leads to then other problems, which is that, for instance, the mortgage-backed securities into which these loans are packaged and sold to investors will also start to default. And then the derivatives, which are very complicated bets made to hedge different movements in the market. Those are trillions of dollars of bets. They'll collapse. And you're going to have the risk of major financial institutions failing. And this time we can only print more money to get these institutions to, they aren't too big to fail anymore. Uh, we'll just print more money, which will cause more inflation. So we are in a circumstance where there is no solution other than to 
basically hit bottom. Yeah. So let's break that down a little bit because one of the things I've been concerned about, and I think you do too, is the uh, Leviathan of spending that we see in the federal government. The federal government puts its fingers in everything for purposes of influence and control. And I don't believe for a minute, based on the 10th Amendment, that uh, the federal government should be trying uh, to basically have jurisdictional issues relating to how money is spent on the streets of San Francisco. I just don't see how that's legal. And we could go through and, and do a whole show on that. I just, I don't think, it, I think the state and states and cities should be invested in their own work to resolve social and uh, economic issues. The federal government should have no role in that. I don't see anything in the constitution that gives the federal government that role. With that said, the fact is they're acting on this stuff is something notable. So two things I want to bring up in, in context of our, of, our, of our conversation. By the way, before I get off and forget, how do people, where, where is your book, the, how the glo- coming global crash yeah. will oh, create a historical, the, where, is it, where is it at? Do it's on Amazon. It, on it, Amazon. It, Amazon's probably the best place to get it. Yeah. And uh, it's um, available there for, for you know, uh, it's just out now. It Good. just recently came out. I'll, I'll definitely order it today. Thank you very much. Oh, and, of course. No, I you know support authors. So. Well, the, the the point is that I want to make in terms of your point about San Francisco is ex- is exactly where I want to come back to it. But there is a dynamic here because I'm trying to tell people that, that you know you you could lose your jobs, you could basically lose your homes. There's a lot here, but after the 1973 embargo. Uh, gold surged in this mm-hmm. period of time. Okay, so in 1980, for, when Jimmy, when uh, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard in the 70s, 1971, and put us on the petro petrodollar or created the petrodollar. Yeah, thirty-five dollars an ounce for gold. Yeah. By 1980, when Reagan was elected president, gold was at eight hundred and forty-three dollars an ounce. Yeah. And then in 2008-2009, we had that great recession. Uh, gold again. Uh, more than doubled. It was about, it was four, 1,426. It was not quite twice as much by 2010. So gold is essentially doubling in these crises. Right. And then in the pandemic, we hit an all-time gold high of $2,074.60 for gold, an ounce of gold on March 8th, 2022. Yeah. Now the price of gold is going to be, you, you, we're, we're, there's a global movement away from the dollar. These BRICS nations, which is started out with Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now there's, you know, maybe uh, 20 or 30 countries that are joining the BRICS. They, they want to move away from the dollar as the standard of world trade. And that's going to happen. They want to move into digital currencies. China wants their currency, the yuan, to be the standard of world trade. Exactly. And, and the dollar, if it loses that status, is going to have a dramatic impact on the value of our currency, which impacts our standard of life. What's being done is there's, I think, an intentional, these decisions being made follow a pattern. You can see it in 1920s. We have pattern is boom, then there's a crash, then there's a depression, and then there's a war. So you have the roaring 20s. Everybody is drinking champagne in the speakeasies. And then you've got 1929 with the stock market crashing, 1930s with the Depression, and we end up in the 1940s with World War II. Right. So here again, you've had, you know, times look great. We come out of the 
a pandemic with a lockdown, insane lockdown, but the government just throws money at everybody. Right. Okay. And we all get back to work and look, stock markets at 33,000 the Dow Jones and everybody thinks this is great. Money's keeping printing. So one day we'll wake up and the stock market will dramatically crash. And I'm telling people now is the time to get out of the stock market because I can't tell you what day that will be. But following that, we're going to have a massive economic downturn in the United States, which could have depression-like proportions to it. And the wars, we've got you know, Russia and moving nuclear weapons into Belarus. We've got Iran saying they're ready to test a nuclear weapon. We've got Taiwan on the edge of uh, being taken over by China. And our, you know, Blinken says he doesn't really think we are owing China to protect their national sovereignty any longer. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've got here a situation which, and it's intentional. Right. It begins, it re-architects the, you know, the entire nature of normality. Uh, and the Federal Reserve is only capable of producing bubbles. We're in another bubble. It will burst. Right. And the world is moving to gold. So, well, I, let's give context to help people understand and, and uh, help reinforce the need to go to gold. I'm with you, but I think people have to understand that some of the recent actions which have been in the news relate directly to weakening the economy. So two things most significant, which I want to break down, and then that brings us back to China and some of the issues I want to also touch on, is um, the debt ceiling issue, the, the whole idea that, quote unquote, they're cutting programs. They didn't cut a thing. They only reduce the right. amount of increase per year per per budget. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. People don't understand that. Yeah, that's what it, like, it doesn't mean. They cut the program. No, no. it's still going to expand. It just won't expand quite as fast. Exactly. So it, it, clearly, we are we, you and I, the American people, are being lied to. There was no cuts. It was simply a a demunition of the increase. It was slowing of the increase in the percentage per year that they increase budgets. There's no cut. There's never cuts. And I, I get I personally get fed up with with the government to include the Federal Reserve and others professionals who are supposed to be uh, stewards of uh, taxpayer money. Uh, or in this case, they aren't actually dealing with taxpayer money because they're basically printing up money out of whole cloth, to your point, right. weakening every aspect of any real dollar. I, I don't think people understand, Jerry, the moment you start having the government promote and produce uh, money that's not linked to anything real, they devalue everybody's savings. They devalue every aspect of our society and creates not only inflation, but demunition of the value of what you and I have worked to save up. And plus, another thing, I was at an event here recently. This inflation affects every American in ways they don't fully understand. I was at, at a, a meeting uh, at the Currituck Republican Party uh, with their commissioners. They have to increase taxes locally to actually fund what they already approved because of the inflation. The very projects which were approved years ago for, for you know, to be built, now are going to cost three times more. So American citizens up and down the line in ways they don't fully understand are being victimized by this bad uh, physical policy. Would, would you agree with me on that? Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it, look, the Federal Reserve now has become a Ponzi scheme. Right. Because we basically are saying the Treasury issues debt the agencies issue debt, like this mortgage-backed securities, yeah. and then the Federal Reserve just buys them. We buy our own debt. Okay, so now the and the Federal Reserve balance sheet keeps doubling, booking these 
these debts as they were, you know, treasury bonds, mortgage-backed securities, they booked them as assets. Right. So now we're up to $8 trillion in the Federal Reserve owning U.S. treasuries on mortgage-backed securities and other agency bonds. And it's just a scheme. Yeah. You print more money, Federal Reserve buys it, puts it on their balance sheet. But when this stuff starts collapsing, there is no, there's no assets underneath that as a safety net. There's no gold there. There's no, there's no nothing there. I mean, we are, we've already got a cryptocurrency make, made up out of nothing. And oh, well, the right. full faith of credit of the United States, what does that mean? Under the new monetary theory, which is the, what the left thinks is the, the, the Bible of fiat currency, we'll just print more money to pay off the debt. So we'll pay, we'll create a, you know, one coin that's worth $33 trillion, then we have no more debt. Right. You know, wave right. a magic it's wand. Totally insane. So by the way, I, on a personal note, do you think that maybe if um, John Kerry, the, the, the czar, the green czar actually offered up uh, kind of theme flights. Remember the Munsters, the TV series of Munsters. Maybe if he did like a theme, uh, where he <laughs> like ran out his private jet for a Munsters themed weekend or something, would that help uh, alleviate the debt? Do you think? I mean, you know, he could put the bolts <laughs> in his neck and everything. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a money maker. I'm well, not sure it'll pay off the debt, but it'd be fun, right? John John Kerry's never seen a scheme that of an enemy <laughs> of the United States that he didn't like. He likes. And he's behind Iran. He's now behind climate change. Exactly. Anything that John Kerry gets behind, you can know is going to hurt America. Well, that's the next thing I want to cover is the uh, so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Have, have you ever heard of a bill so badly uh, no. misnamed? No. No. See, I, I, mean, want to, I want to add to your point earlier. You see, yeah. when you pointed out that we're not cutting programs, we're yeah. just slowing the well, slowing the growth. That's only some Slow programs the that cuts. They, they've also taken other programs, which they wildly accelerated. So the entire amount that we're spending under this, you know, Inflation Reduction Act becomes dramatically larger. Right. We, we, we have deficits today, which were unimaginable 10 years ago. I mean, we're, we're running three, four trillion dollar debts and no one seems to care to Congress. And by the way, the I, I think the corruption in the Bidens being bought off is rampant. You know, yeah. I think that I think the Black BlackRock and all these other groups with money find that they can buy a senator and a congressman very cheaply. Absolutely. James o, James O'Keefe has demonstrated that with his most recent exposés of BlackRock executives. The point is, we don't have a Congress anymore that is working for anybody but their own pocketbook. And Joe Biden is the poster boy for that whole effort, and he's not going to discipline anybody. He, first of all, Joe Biden's not even going to know what's going on. Yeah. But the people behind Joe Biden are going to keep collecting the money. They're going to make sure the Department of Justice doesn't do anything except go after Trump on the Espionage Act, right. which is an act that should have been taken off the books in 1917 when it first passed. No, that's yeah. insane. It's not going to work. But the point is, this economic scheme is not sustainable. They talk about mm -hmm. sustainable. This is a, it's a high wire act with no net. And the high wire artist is not particularly good at it. So I agree with you. And I think this is the thing the American people have to, to understand. That's why I want to continue the education through our discussion of these topics to reinforce the need for people to look at gold as a real resource because of what's about to happen. And, and the other thing regarding this inflation 
this inflationary period that we're going through, this uh, desire of the Chinese to help crash our economy, because obviously if they crash our dollar, uh, to your point, they get the yuan and it becomes the, the global currency. These are all pertinent things. But this is where we right now, through the Inflation Reduction Act, are actually giving the Chinese ammunition to use against us. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was kidding with you in a pre-interview here, but Jerry, how many, how much sunlight does it take to actually manufacture a, a, a dashboard on a Prius? Uh, right. I mean, it's a trick question. It's a trick of question. course. Like, I mean, this yeah. whole, this whole climate change nonsense and uh, China, the BRIC nations, India, Russia, they're using hydrocarbon fuels and laughing exactly. at us. You know, yeah. And the answer is that sunlight, you can't use sunlight you can't to make use sunlight to make it. That's no. right. The only hydrocarbons, uh, the right. abiotic uh, results of, 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 of planetary processes. This is I always remind people, if you want to study climate, study uh, geologic time. If you want to understand petroleum, study geologic processes. Uh, all of this fiction that uh, the left has created regarding well, renewable de- energy. You've got degrees in this. You, you I are, do. You are actually accredited in this. I mean, the... I know, as bizarre as it is. Uh, this book that I... Did here talks yes, the about, truth about energy yes and essentially i read a whole chapter i was uh, reading some of it today on uh you know my my program the truthcentral.com and the sun heats the earth right okay right now we're in a uh, we're in a solar maximum we're about to have solar flares the sun is hotter so you could actually explain any global warming that's gone on by the action of the sun right now what little is, there was but yes you could have very little i mean it, very little it's not measurable. I mean, the problem it's, is it's not practically measurable. It's not practically measurable. And the, and the interaction that goes on with the sun, you know, when the sun is more active, we get fewer cosmic rays that hit the earth, right. which means that there are fewer clouds formed because the cosmic rays actually uh, ionize the atmosphere to, to, and clouds can condense, right. which again, people don't understand because they don't know the chemistry. They don't know the physics. But when clouds are not in the sky, because, you know, they're, the cosmic rays, are, the sun's blocking the cosmic rays from hitting the earth, we're, that's another compounding factor that increases the warmth in the, and, uh, on the earth. But right. these factors are so massively, to cause a solar flare involves so much incomprehensible energy that these are beyond the fact of, of human beings burning hydrocarbon fuels and emitting carbon dioxide have zero impact on these types of things. Right. The the currents with El Nino coming in with the the currents in the Pacific shifting have massive massive force in the earth is a dynamic place and a changing place and a little bit more carbon dioxide. You know, we had much more carbon dioxide when we had the last ice age. Carbon dioxide's actually been reducing in the atmosphere in geologic time. Right, exactly. So, let's so I we we could go through the science again, but we don't have time this part time, of the show. Maybe we're gonna, but I do want to link the fact that all okay, this, let's all, let's all link the it. things, all the things that we're talking about, uh, that the fact that you have old Boltneck, John Kerry, and others trying to push us towards this green economy benefits China because to 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 basically make real their fiction, you have to have raw, uh, you have to have rare minerals, you have to have cobalt, lithium. Uh, all sorts of other things, which are basically refined and, and retained by China, which means we have to pay the Chinese. When you start looking at all of these batteries, all of the solar panels, they're all produced by China. So the very thing we're doing 
to weaken our ability to grow. I mean, CO2 is a, is a plant food to actually increase production. Our, our country is immensely blessed with all sorts of hydrocarbons, with all sorts of abiotic fuel. But by the way, if you uh, study the, uh, the wells that went dry in Pennsylvania, they've all been replenished over the past 80 years. It's like, well, apparently we're not running out of gas if they replenish themselves. So my point is the very fiction that we're being told that we must follow, because if we don't follow it, we're bad Americans and, and bad citizens of the world, that actually will, will just strengthen the Chinese economy and allow them to weaken us in the process of giving them the benefit. Right. All these solar panels, the uh, electric vehicle batteries, China has the market on them. And by right. the way, China has just done a massive production of electric vehicles, and they're about to flood the market in the United States with Chinese cheaper EVs. And again, we lose out because we allow China with its slave labor, with its, yes. you know, it, it's, it's government funding of industry. Uh, our EV plants are closing. Uh, one of the largest EV plants just closed this past week. And I think um, Lord's the one that was, I, I'll have to get the name of it correct, but one just closed. And the EV production is costing car producers millions of dollars. It's not yet. People who own EVs know what a pain they are to own. They're not easy to operate. Well, we could go do a whole show on that. Oh, I mean, yeah. can you imagine trying to evacuate out of Virginia Beach or Palm Beach when there's a hurricane coming and you're going to be stuck in traffic for, say, I don't know, eight hours, and you've got about a, an hour of, of uh, charge? Where does that leave you, Jerry? I mean, are you yeah, when, you're, when your car stalls, you can't move it. <laughs> you can't roll Look, it. We're going we're gonna to be joined by Tanya here in a second. Tanya and I were in New York uh, going to an event, and we had we had made the mistake of getting in it, into a taxi. It was a Prius. And this thing, Jerry, and, and the, uh, the tunnel down by Battery Park, the Battery Tunnel, it dies halfway through the tunnel. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I swear you... to God, she can tell the story when we get back. But, I mean, she and I, there are, we are literally – pulling our, our luggage out, trying to dodge traffic to get out of the tunnel the way we came in because of, you know, green energy. It's important. Well, it's, that, right? you know, the, the whole green energy, the, these things are designed to destroy America. They are, yep. we're, we're taking, the, these are neo-Marxist ideas. When we're taking a destruction of America, which is a conscious destruction of America. And I've been writing about that. I mean, this is not accidental. We do not have to be in this economic crisis. We don't. We're in this economic crisis because we've created it. Right. And the Federal Reserve is only capable of creating these kinds of crises. It's done it over and over and over again. The Federal Reserve can do nothing but create bubbles. And by the way, while we're producing all this money, we've got the greatest contraction of the money supply in the United States since the Depression. Now, that's one of the big indications that we're about to have a crash. Right. And so we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, how the coming global crash will create historic, a historic gold rush. Uh, stick around. Uh, we'll be right back with more of the hard truth after this break. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. 
Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's COFIXRX.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at CofixRx.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, Get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Hey, this is the Hard Truth with Tony Schaefer, part two, powered by Six Hour, Never Settle. I didn't. You shouldn't. Uh, I always had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. The best is six hour. Never settle. We are on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, also available on the America Out Loud Podcast Network. Check us out. Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.net, London Center for Policy Research, londoncenter.org, and all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're back again for part two of, with Dr. Jerome Corsi, Jerry Corsi, in his book, How the Coming Globe global crash will create a historic gold rush. And I recommend you pick it, pick it up. I'm going to pick up a copy. It's on Amazon. And uh, we're joined the second half in addition with the, the, uh, let me get my word descriptions out <laughs> as I always do. Where are they here? Oh, here it is. Uh, the, the, the fuel, the fuel, fulgent Tanya Miller from Hawaii. That's, I'll have I to mean, look that Hawaii. up. That's, that's <laughs> fulgent. And then uh, the Sheeny, Chris Cordani. Which is you're a walking thesaurus. Rise. Yes, yeah. you're a walking thesaurus, sir. That's right. Well, you know, you're not like the Charlie Sheeny that I know, but you know, you are Sheeny. So just saying. So when <laughs> I was younger, maybe. When you were younger, well, winning, right? Winning, we're winning. So. Sort of. So here we are, <laughs> winning. winning. So here we go. So uh, we're going to continue our discussion with with Jerry on what we started. So Tanya, tell tell us before we start getting into this about the the. Uh, <laughs> The event in New York I referenced in the first part of the show is like the, the the Prius from hell that got us stuck in a battery tunnel, right? I mean, that was just insane. 
Yeah, um, I'll try to quickly summary, <laughs> summarize it. But we had just gotten, we just arrived from uh, DC to New York City Penn Station and we stepped outside. We're hailing a cab. You know, there's the long line that's always there. And uh, I don't know. I, if you remember this, Tony, I was feeling something was not feeling right you, about you this. You did. Cab. You said something was not right. And we were like, ah, we're already inside. And I was like, I can't justify getting out of the cab, but something was telling me. So it didn't make sense. So we just finally, he left. Everything was kind of weird. I think maybe I'd heads up, things were awry, but he went anyway. And so then, then and he took the wrong road, the but it's in the tunnel. We weren't supposed to go into the oh, tunnel. Oh yeah, we're we weren't even supposed to go in the tunnel. We're on yeah. our way to the board meeting. Yeah. So we're in a hustle. And yeah, it was very dangerous because it died in the tunnel on the a tunnel. curve. And we, I quickly said, we got to go. Like I, we're not, ha- yeah, we weren't, we weren't guy, safe we had there. To- get out. It was dangerous because it died in an inconvenient place, was very dangerous on a curve in a tunnel. How much worse could you get in New York City? And we had to run. There's no sidewalks on the side there. So we had to go all the way up. It was quite dangerous in cross traffic. But yeah, so many dangers. And as you can imagine, Jerome, um, with your visits to Hawaii, and that's where I live right now, um, where are we going to fit all of these um, charging stations? We already don't have enough. Um, The minerals and all of those things, all of the humanitarian stuff. And like Tony said, who has access to those? It's just one hell of a created crisis and uh, it's not going to work. So that's that's my take (laughs) on that issue. It's an idea that that it doesn't really work and it was not very well thought out. I mean, this is, oh, that's good. Let's have electric cars. Well, the first cars ever made were electric vehicles and they abandoned Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. hydrocarbon fuels are much more effective. And and oh, wow. and and it's simply you know it makes sense because when you really think about the nature of storing electricity in a battery, it's less efficient, more costly. All the minerals that have to go into that battery, all the hydrocarbon fuels that have to be used to produce the electricity. I mean, it's just a it's a bad idea. And so, Jerry, to that point, I mean, I had to go. I had to trip out to L.A. two weeks ago, and. Um, I got to rent a car and I was driving around and I, 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 I've been running operations uh, since the eighties there in the city as, as an operative. I wasn't there as an operative this time, just saying I was there for meetings, but um, the, the whole construct of LA is based on roads and motoring. It is. What was that old song? Uh, uh, n- nobody walks in LA, walking in LA, nobody only missing persons walk in LA. walking in LA. That's yeah, the th- one. Thank, thank you, Mr. Eighties. Uh, <laughs> great, great, by the way, we should talk about that on your your show sometime, right, Chris? I mean, that, oh, that was a great, great song. Oh, we are going to. Oh, <laughs> we're going to. That's great. Oh, yes. I look forward to it. By the way, everybody check out uh, Chris's uh, Outhouse Lounge when you can. Uh, Chris and I, we he's got great guests. Uh, we had uh, a Taco on recently, right? Tony, yeah, Tony, you've been on several times. I've been. I, Tanya, it's we, a great show. Tanya, we should get you. We have to get you on another. Yeah, one. Tanya, you need to come. Jerry, on you might us. enjoy some of this. With yeah, us. Sure, why not? <laughs> anyway, I mean, back to back to L.A. Walking, nobody walks in L.A. Only losers walk in L.A. It's all about gas. So I was driving around, look, looking, uh, noticing there was very few losers on the because everybody's driving. The idea, and then, by the way, I saw maybe one in a hundred electric cars as I'm driving around because first off they're expensive. Most people can't afford electric cars. They're, they're, they're pricey to begin with, even with the discounts. And then you got to have a power a charging station in your home to basically, you know, make sure you can charge it. So Jerry, the whole idea that Gavin Newsom is going to demand by 2030 that, that uh, one quarter of all cars on the road will be that. And they'll only sell 
electric cars since from there on is insane. It's beyond insane. It's not even rational. It's not possible. And even the power grid will never handle it. It always it gets away with this. Well, it's insane for more than one reason. Partly, it it, it is not going to do anything to solve the, the so-called climate change problem. I mean, you know, global warming problem. Nothing. It's going to be it'd probably intensify global warming if their theory was right. And their their science is just junk science. It is. And secondly, you know, the impracticality of all of this is it's it, it it doesn't work. I mean, when you look at L.A. or these other cities, if you were ever to think about walking anywhere in the United States for any distance, there aren't sidewalks anymore. Right. You know, we have a lot of interstates connected, a lot of routes connected. You can't walk from city to city anymore. It's not possible. OK, because there's no sidewalks. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's all America is today constructed on the automobile that operates on hydrocarbon fuels. Hawaii. You couldn't, where are you going to put the charging stations? I mean, first of all, in rush hour in Hawaii, you can't go anywhere anyway. I mean, everybody's trying to get into do how to Jerry, 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 let me, oh, it's, it's worse than DC. Or I, just look, as bad. I, I hate to jump in and correct you, but according to Joe Biden, the train that goes to <laughs> India will go through Hawaii. So that, oh, we can't even get the rail the going. That's right. Is that related so, to the please. highway we're going to build across the Pacific? That's right. That's right. So <laughs> be, be sure Joe Biden has the answer with this global train. Just well, saying, all, I love trains. This is all neo-Marxism. It's all a process of developing a lie and selling it and yep. making it to be the only thing you're allowed to say. Otherwise, you are racist or you know, I don't know how being opposed to electric vehicles makes you racist, but I'm sure it does in these people's <laughs> views. And then the dumbing down of America, which started decades ago. So our kids, we're going to teach our kids in kindergarten about transgenderism. They don't understand even what sex is by this point. And yet we're not going to teach them how to read. We're not going to teach them math. We're not going to teach them any cognitive skills. And that's mm-hmm. intentional. Right. Intentional, systematically, system-wide, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so there's two me. things I want to add to the discussion. I mean, because to, to help back up what uh, Jerry's saying is that first off, this is this is from a 1957 uh, U.S. Army uh, film called "How to Recognize Propaganda," <laughs> and this is good. So anyway, th- th- this is this is actually true. Quote: For a communist, a thing is only "quote unquote" true if it advances the communist cause. Unquote. So basically, Marxism is, I mean, we're talking about here the same thing. Any information that they put out is only true if it backs them up. Facts be damned. Is that an accurate kind of well, representation of what we're faced well, with? It, it is. You know, this energy book is first of a trilogy. The second one, I've yeah. just finished. The, it's going to be on neo, this neo-Marxism, cultural Maoism, and anarchy, which is what they're producing. They're even crazier than that, Tony, because they are now postmodernists. They don't believe objective the objective world exists. Their objective values right. exist. So whoever you are, you know, your gender is whatever bizarre thing you come up with. And we're all supposed to accept that <laughs> as true, true for you. I mean, you could say, well, um, you know, it, it's from a past life animal in right. a different culture. I have, you know? I have a question uh, regarding culture. So d- does this mean that they're going to go back and retcon Star Trek and remove Spock and Spock is based on logic? <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm just, I mean, ask, I'm asking the question for the, for generation X, right? I mean, because yeah. you'd have to basically take out Mr. Spock, who's one of the most popular characters, just saying, because the idea of objective truth and logic 
apparently could not cannot exist in today's yeah. life, right? You can't have Spock in the world they right. want to create. <laughs> you can't. No. All, you, all you can have is a group of people who don't know what sex they are. <laughs> well, that's a sad world. I'm saying that's going to there. Be, you go. That's going to be bad. <laughs> but yet they're well, they're determined to expose their genitals anytime they get a chance. Well, that's true. That's true. So, but to, to the larger point, and you know, this goes back to the '80s. Chris, you know, I'm an I'm a, a media. I love movies and '80s music. So, Schreitback uh, in their song Nemesis <laughs> described uh, what's going on very well. Uh, and this is a quote from the song. But you know, evil is an exact science of being carefully correctly wrong. And I think that's what the left is trying to do right now, to undermine everything that we stand for. It doesn't have to be true for the left to believe it. Yeah. When they, well, say, when they say there's a scientific consensus, they mean there's an ideological agreement that, we, that using hydrocarbon fuels is bad. It doesn't mean that all scientists agree that hydrocarbon fuels emit so much carbon dioxide, it has a, a measurable or appreciable effect on the Earth's temperature. The vast majority of legitimate climate scientists know that's nonsense. Right. It's it, but in their ideological bubble, it is so true that you know Greta's going to say, "Well, we're all going to die." Well, that day passed. We didn't all die. Greta's not discredited because she has the ideological truth. Right. And that's the only. It's it's a subjective truth. It doesn't mean there's any fact based to it. So when they do fact checking. They just say, well, you know, you might be right, but it's not true because it doesn't agree with our narrative. All right, those narratives. They understand the language of condescension and snark, which is no replacement for intelligence. Yet it eases the mind. It eases their mind. It makes them feel smarter than everybody else. I'll never forget. There were two commercials. Uh, there was a commercial I saw from the New, about the New York Times. And there was a guy who actually, there was one, line, one line in the commercial was the gentleman saying, you know, when I read the New York Times, I feel smarter. The problem is there's a big oh difference God. between becoming smarter by researching on your own or listening to the right people or, or dealing with the science and any kind of science and feeling smarter by reading something with words you probably don't understand, but saying, hey, these guys sound pretty cool. This guy has a pair of glasses. He's smarter than me. I'm going to follow him. Blindly. So what about the scientists and those who disagree that are, are who know better, you know, is it because they're getting squashed out and, and um, like they can't speak up during these uh, functions and these conventions or online or they're censored or like, well, why isn't this just called out for what? I mean, well, it is on our shows and things like this, but it, I don't it's, know. It's, the consensus. it's out there. I mean, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. it is, uh, it's and, just getting censored. I think. Well, I mean, so, so because they are disagreeing. But the thing is the money's on the left. So one of the things that Jerry and I just right. talked about was the inflation reduction act. That's all just a new green deal. So if you want money out of that pot, mm -hmm. which is billions, you got to mm -hmm. go along with the lie. Right, Jerry. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that happens systematically. And, and the scientists who are in universities don't want to go against the tide. They're going to lose their tenure. They want to be funded or they want to be funded. They want money. They right. want to be. And so there's an enormous pressure to just go along with climate change. Right. And so everything, I mean, you know, I, I read, I get, you Google, find out what's going on in climate change. They, everything that you can think of is attributed to climate change. You know, we have a flood climate change. We, we have high temperatures in the South climate change. Everything is climate change. So, if everything is climate change, nothing, it doesn't mean anything. 
Right. It's just but like a, everything else, the psychology we can see, but not everyone can. And they have to start learning and get a paradigm shift where they accept that, oh, my gosh, there are people who disagree. This is not a consensus on facts here. And yet we're having this ideology just droning on in every facet of our right. life. And it's this paradigm shift where they have to accept that, wow, there are experts in fields that know better who are speaking up, but I'm not getting their take on this. Well, Why? Uh, well, that's the I, same with every a, major issue. I, I want to give you one good answer that I think the, the Milankovitch cycles. Okay. Now this has been established. We know it's a fact that the earth goes around the sun in an elliptical orbit and it gets more elliptical over about a hundred thousand year cycle. When it gets out to the most elliptical, in this cycle, we have an ice age because we're farther from the sun. Mm. Now that right. any climate scientist knows that it has nothing to do with carbon dioxide, nothing, nothing whatsoever. Yeah. But in geological time, we have a pattern of ice ages that coincide with the Milankovitch cycles getting more elliptical for our orbit. And about 6,000 years, we're going to have another ice age. Just saying, Well, so. It, it's, it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, the exact year it's predictable is not necessarily, these things are, fluid dynamic systems right. and you know there's variances in them so it, the idea though that you know, the sun is the fu fundamental driver of light and and heat on earth when the sun burns hotter like it's doing now it's going to have more radiation hitting the earth right without without these what they call you know the these global warming factors we we need to have carbon dioxide and others water vapor is the major a major one of the uh, suppressants keeps the warm into the earth. You know, when the night right. is here, <clears throat> I point out to the, to, the, to the left, look, you know, when the sun isn't shining, it's cooler. We call that night. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I see it every day. So yeah. I tell them stick it's it where dark. the sun don't shine. That's what I tell them. <laughs> however, dark. however, it and, is then, and then in the morning but... when the sun comes up, it's, it's day and now it's light and we're going to get warmer. Right. There's so let me circle the square here because I think one of the things, Chris, uh, I think Chris will back me up on this. I don't know if you knew this, Jerry, but Yoko Ono's inability to sing was based on climate change. Did you know that? Did you know that, Chris? Yeah, yeah, it's it's scientifically it proven. It yeah. She keeps sense. trying to sing in the rain. It just doesn't work out. Climate change caused Joe, Joe Biden's dementia. Is that right? Climate that's change. That's right. It's provable. Being out in the sun too long, that's quite the possibility. Uh, mm. But that's a different story. It is no time joke. for Tony's Takes, though. It is. Tony's Takes is... Yes. Powered by Sig Sauer, never settle. Never settle. I hope, we, I hope we don't settle. Tony, I want your take on this because sure. Daniel Penny, you know Daniel Penny. He's the uh, gentleman who tried to defend other people on the subway did. Uh, in New York City. He was indicted earlier this week. Uh, I want to give you a quote from one of his lawyers. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it that way because I want you to hear it from him and I want your take on what he said. Sure. You won't be the only one on trial. The right and duty to defend one another will be on trial, too. Tony, what's your take? So, I mean, look, I've been on those subways. Tanya's been on those subways. I think we've all been on those subways. You're in those closed spaces and you see someone going nuts. I agree with him. You're, you are, we are obligated to try to be each other's keeper, so to speak. And I'm telling you right now, if I saw some clown, you know, if, for example, if Tanya was on, uh, on the, the metro with me, some guy went after her, of course I'm going to do something to defend her. I mean, it's the right thing to do. The idea somehow that we all of a sudden are expected to be uh, victims and just accept being victims is insane. So uh, this whole thing to me is Alvin Bragg being a, a woke 
tool, I'll be polite, uh, and, and basically degrading the, the ability of the individual to defend themselves. This isn't even about the Second Amendment, although I think the Second Amendment uh, does apply here. The idea here is that you and I, everybody has the right of self-defense, and if those around you cannot defend themselves, you are almost obligated to jump in. And that may not be a popular view, but that's my view. So over to you guys. Well, I think that the, I'm sorry, I'm Dr. Corsi. No, you go ahead, Tanya, um, please. I was thinking just quickly that the first thing that comes to mind about this is the, the optics and the message it sends to everyone that is ever going to be or has a loved one that's going to ride the subway or right. any public or anything in public. It's not just the subway, but it's, it's all of it. And it's like, oh my God, like he said, I think it's almost like we want you to be fearful. Don't step exactly. up. Exactly. All of this, but not even for the guys. I mean, it's for anybody who would step up and step in, whether it be a female or male or whatever, or the, the victim, like all of this, all the bystanders, everybody, bystanders, everyone's going to be more concerned and elevated. And that raises what? The chaos, the fear, the stay in, don't, don't defend. We're getting conditioned Right. To, and it is very, that is where this pushback, we have to be careful because I know they want to instigate. So not be careful and not responding honestly, but this is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of politics in this wrapped up. I think. My take on it is, is that a city in which the criminals are the victims is a city that's not livable. You can't live in a city like that. And yeah. so therefore, these are, this is another bad idea. Most of the woke ideas don't work. You know, you can think I'm going to jump off a building and fly. Well, go ahead and try it. You're not going to fly. <laughs> you, know, you might think you are. It's yeah. a bad idea. And so in a world in which yeah. we, we um, criminally punish those who save others' lives by blocking an insane person from killing someone who is intending to do damage to people and stating he's going to do damage to people, if that's what side of law enforcement's on, just like our Justice Department, you know, make up a a non-crime against Donald Trump, a former president using the Department of Justice politically, we don't have a justice system. And a country that doesn't have a justice system is dysfunctional and it's going to crash. And and it's very dysfunctional as we're seeing. And they want us to, I I shouldn't say that, but it appears as if it's, no one minds that we are upset about this, that we feel unsafe, that we don't feel justified in something that we have always felt that we should be able to do for ourselves. It's taking power from us, you know, as, as individuals and as a community working together. Nothing. We're acting like this is new, though. It's not new. This has been around no. for a long time, especially in New York City. Do you remember, um, oh, was it, do you remember the, uh, I, I guess I would go back to the David Dinkins days. Where we had the the, the Brooklyn riots after uh, was it yeah. Part, yeah the Brooklyn riots after the uh, after the shooting of uh, was the, the killing of Yonko Rosenbaum the shooting of Lemrick Nelson I believe that's that's his name everybody went nuts Dinkins wouldn't order police to stop he just said let them all break let them all blow their steam or whatever and it took three days for that to get put out three well, days but these are these are ways to condition the society to walk itself into slavery. And a society yes. that does not ob- object to this and can't stop it, and it's being done to destroy the United States of America. These are, it's a, the evolution of Marxism into neo-Marxism. Mm-hmm. They decided that workers of the world weren't going to revolt because we have labor unions and we can share the wealth. We do various things to make it profitable for a middle class to survive. But if you can destroy the middle class, 
And if you can make people feel unsafe, and if you can engineer them into doing things that are intentionally destructive of God, of family, of morals, confuse them, create confusion, have Antifa burn down Portland every night and nobody gets punished for it, and the and Department of Justice takes a knee to Black Lives Matters, we no longer have a functioning, we're being engineered into totalitarianism and it's not very far away. Right. And, it, and that's the path yeah. this is all combining, excuse me, to, to basically come together on. Yes. A new and, Green and, Deal. And it's conscious. They know what they're right. doing. They understand the psychology. This mm-hmm. is, in, and they understand how to, these are destructive, lying themes that if they can, I mean, you know, we have a Supreme Court justice that can't tell you who a woman is. Now, that's, that, that to <laughs> me is ridiculous. It's a joke. We have a couple minutes and, left. And, I, I and, throw a, and a kindergartner knows it's a joke. I mean, look at these kids. They look confused. <laughs> Mommy, what's going on here? <laughs> I feel your pain, Jerry. Yeah, all right. We have a few minutes left. I want to throw a couple more at you guys if we can. Uh, Liz Cheney says, we're electing idiots. Was she yeah. looking in the mirror? Sure, but the idiots yes, are being she... propped up by the media. What's your take? Yes, just yes. She she is an idiot, and yes, she was elected. And uh, I think it's interesting that she, of all the people who had um, served in government, knows for a fact that she would have never been in government if not for her last name. Cheney, she had no chops to jump in there, and so she was indeed an elected idiot. And the more that she talks about her values being compromised by the current Republican Party indicates to me how much the neocons have gone off and invested in this neo-Marxism, neo-liberal. To me, they're part of the mono, whatever you want to call today's Democrat Republican Party, whatever that is, that's where where she's at. So, I mean, Jerry, I I know we don't have much time, but I just think it's insane that she would say that, although she is insane. I I agree with you entirely. But again, it's. You know, we, we these people are more, worse than just dumb. They're evil. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because they want to, you know, concede to China. They want to uh, push Putin into a nuclear war. I mean, yep. you know, Donald Trump says, what do we need NATO for anymore? Well, that's a good question. You know, especially when what do we need the EU for anymore? You know, we, these are things that are destructive ideas. And we have politicians who are making so much money from these bad ideas. Yep. How much money is being made by the arms manufacturers who deplete mm-hmm. our arsenal to send it over to Ukraine where it gets mm-hmm. lost, the arsenal we left in Afghanistan. Another created crisis. Yeah. And, right. and they make billions of dollars on it. The politicians get paid very handsomely and get jobs when they want to retire. And we're, right. about to get no. the pinch. Right. and we're about no, Jerry, to get the pinch. Right. We're about to get that pinch. Yeah. I mean, look, people should go back and listen to Eisenhower's warning of the military industrial complex because we're living through that right now. I just re listened to his speech on that. Uh, that was his last speech of his presidency. I think he recognized that he'd made some huge mistakes in creating this. And, you know, to, 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 to your, both of your points, all of our points, Operation Dark Heart, when I wrote that, we could have won the Afghan war and been out of there in 2004. We were done. We could have gone into Pakistan and been done with it. Instead, uh, you know, they decided to make Afghanistan into my not North Dakota. That it was nation building. It was all about trying to create this uh, grinding, continuous requirement for military equipment and gear. We, we chose to lose the Afghan war because it was simply a 20 year investment of the military industrial complex to, to parade its insanity. And I, that's the way I look at it. And I know it's not a very popular view, but it is what it is. Well, it's about money. 
Yes. And it's about they don't care to destroy America. It's okay. In this global crisis that's going to occur, there are people who are architecting it because they're planning to pick up the assets for cheap price. Well, that's an appointment. So, and here we are at the end of the show, and once, and that's where we ended on where we began. Uh, pick up Jerry's latest book, How the Coming Global Crash Will Create a Historic Gold Rush. Uh, go out, rush out, and pick it up now. Uh, and I'm serious. I, I just, I'm literally playing with my phone, putting two in my my outbox here on Amazon. So, Jerry, Dr. Jerome Coase, Jerry, thank you for being on the Hard Truth with us today. It's been a great conversation, and I hope you'll come back again. Anytime you ask. I, I enjoy it, and I enjoy being with all of you guys, and I think it's a good conversation. Uh, thank you for inviting me. And thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks, Chris. And, of course, a shout-out to Cherie Curie, who does our bumper and theme music. Uh, she's out in, I think, Boston this week doing doing cool things. Uh, look her up. Check her out. Uh, she's still rocking, rocking and rolling in, in, in her uh, 60s. She's, you know, like me, not in a wheelchair yet, thank God. So we're moving right along. So thanks. Thank you all for joining us this week on The Hard Truth, and we'll see you next week.